We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to be talking some NBA, some spitball, UFC 220, and the NFC and AFC Championship games. So stay tuned. <laughs> What's good? Everyone's here. Day. One take hey, on hey, the rundown. Hey. Yeah, one take. One yeah, take you know, Drake. I, I'm back on my took, bullshit. Took that job right back from me. You know what I mean? That's what I do. It's uh, no I big does deal. This, I does this, you know. Right before I started the rundown, I was like, I remembered how many times I fucked it up last time, and I was like, don't fuck it up. You started very abruptly. I was going to say that. No like indication, like, yo, you guys ready? He just ran it down. Yeah, it's and bam. I'm <laughs> out here. You know what I'm saying? Just doing the damn thing. Big uh, shout out to everyone who voted on our Twitter page, <laughs> by the way, because Tim made an outrageous claim on the last episode where he said that Matt Ryan is the most overrated player of all time. That he seems to be sticking with since Look, I got in this with apartment. I, I, I need to clarify a little and bit. And we put it out there for the people, and 29% of you agreed. 29%. First of all, that's an outrageous claim that I've made. Right. I feel like the fact that 29% of people agree with me is vindicating. <laughs> I really I do. Mean, I do. <laughs> one for three is not a bad batting average. I feel like you should. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not that's one That's three for, three. for ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, right, for 10. you're right. You're right. You're right. One for Who, three. Who's counting? Uh, he, he's not, he's not a math teacher over there. Bump a bit. Two for five. No. No. One and a half for five. One point seven for five. Everything you've said so far has been wrong. <laughs> yeah, it has been. Yeah. It's one and a half for five. No, nah, that's that makes three. Yeah, yeah. Three one for, and ten. Half for five. Wow. So you're sticking with it. You still think he's the most overrated player? All right. So here's what I really meant. Obviously, that's what you meant. Now, nah, obviously, off the cuff, I don't, I don't mean like he's the most individually overrated player ever. Because I don't know how players in 1974 were rated, right? You know, like, I don't know, like, 
man, that D end for the fucking Tallahassee tile shoes are, is fucking. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know what, what I'm saying. Tallahassee shoes, like the Tallahassee tile shoes. No, Tallahassee shoes. <laughs> the thing. That's like a team name you would make in Madden. Yeah, the Tallahassee racehorses. Right, they got a really like overrated. Trying to like classify the people of Tallahassee as Tallahassee shoes. Like yeah, Bostonians or Boston people? Nah, Tallahassians. Or New Yorkers? That was how it would go. Tallahassians, right? Someone from Tallahassee, come let us know. <laughs> but look, in terms of what he's capable of and what he's he's done in his career and how people look at him, I think that there's no way you could... Put, like, if you want to take a player that's that average, in my opinion, like that middle of the road, and put him in the top five, I don't see how there's a way... That you can overrate someone more than that, like someone. Do you, you know what I mean? Like there are people who because, don't understand because people are because they're people are putting him in the top five. People are putting him in the top five, and I I'm thinking of him as like a top fifteen, maybe. Right on the good years, top fifteen, right. <laughs> you can't overrate him any, any I see more what you're than saying. that. Like it's not necessarily his abilities that you're saying like are overrated. It's like the. The rank. He rank. has as overrated as possible. <laughs> I'm sure there have been people that are just as overrated or more overrated. But he's as overrated as you can be. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think I'm still not that's not really making claim. sense. How not? If Why he's not? the most overrated you could possibly be, how are people mo- more overrated than that? Because, look, there's like the highest rating you can get in, in 2K is 99, but there could be like six players at 99. Okay. You feel me? Like he's a 99 and overrated ranking. So it's tied. But there could be others. Like, yo, Joe Namath, more interceptions and touchdowns in his career. Considered one of the greatest. Maybe he's a 99 overrated as well. I don't know. I didn't watch him play. I'm just saying. One of the comments that was tremendous was like, <laughs> his argument was so bad that we didn't even have responses. And when we, when we got that, I was like, yo, you know what? That's actually a very accurate that guy always hates on me, that dude Evans, whoever he is. Who was it? Shout out to you, Evans. I don't know who it was. I just saw the comments. So let me His ask you a question. Evans. Not even top 15. Would you take who? who, who yeah, who? on the good years. On the good, let's go top 10. I, I wouldn't put him in the top 10 for sure. I think there's 10 quarterbacks better than him. So 12 teams make the playoffs every year. I think he's definitely a top 15 quarterback. 10. He's I would fringe. even say ten. I think he's I would 10. say ten too. I think ten is, is is almost a lock. When I when I have when I look into it like more and I can tell you exactly which ten quarterbacks I would put over him, I would I'll I'll let you guys know. Would you put Carr over him? No, please. That's not, like that's that's taking way I mean, longer than it's just. Yeah, the listen, fact that you have to think yeah, about that one. Listen, is awful. I mean, in terms of in terms of capabilities, I don't know. Maybe even, but no, I wouldn't put him over because he's done more in his career. I'll put Wentz over him. Yeah, I'd give you Wentz. Like, so someone who's, like, less proven, but, like, that's, like, physically talented. There was a lot of quarterbacks that threw for three three touchdowns this year. Matt Ryan wasn't one of them. Phil Rivers. No, no, no. I already said Phil Rivers is <laughs> Phil Rivers is, is, the, is, the, is the only quarterback I hate more than Matt Ryan. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't think Phil Rivers is not a top 15? I mean, in terms of talent, the dude can sling it. He has a great arm. Who's better, Kirk Cousins? But he's a choker, Kirk Cousins. Taking Kirk Cousins over Matt Ryan every day, every single day. All right, so hold on. Every single day. Last episode, you said how Matt Ryan can't win a Super Bowl. How on earth do you put Kirk Cousins above him then if he can't win a Super Bowl either? He's, I mean, he's never been in that position. Matt Ryan has put his teams in a position where they can win one. Uh, argu- and they've had more playoff success. Argu- arguably, I could say that 
he wasn't the reason. Like Joe Budden once said, no matter who you are, the right system could turn a role player to a superstar. All right, but you're, he was just having to be in the right system. When last year? Last year. All right, what about 2012? They make it to the NFC Championship game. What about 2012? What did they do in the NFC Championship game? They got to it though, is what I'm talking. But what did he do in that further, game? Further, if you're gonna, than, if you're gonna call him a top five quarterback, you can't, you can't. Kirk just, Cousins has seen the playoffs once, and they got smacked by at Green home. Bay yeah, at as home. a favorite at home. Listen, that what? Listen, I'm not, I'm not saying you Kirk can't Cousins use the system thing when he's made quarterback though. But you can't use the system thing when he's had a playoff run prior to that too, and he's put up big numbers prior to that. Also. I think you can. I'm, I'm doing no, it right because now. because he's proven to Look, you if that, you look over his career, though. But it's though, wrong, though, even if you're, it's you're doing it now. It's not wrong because he's not his – we went over his playoff numbers outside of last year. They're not impressive. But he played like three 11 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Right, but outside of last year, I'm he saying has more 11, interceptions than touchdowns. No, it's 11 touchdowns, seven interceptions. I just told you the numbers right now. Yeah, he, he went 9-0 in the, in the postseason run last year. All right, year. fine. That's well, who, who's, that, who's that exciting? It's not exciting me. But I, the, we've already spent. We've already spent too much time on this. It's because you lost. That's why I, I didn't lose. Argument. That's why you want. I didn't on. lose. It's all right for for Tim's but sake. But you got now because for Tim's sake. I didn't know we were on. talking about this until right now. First of all, and second of all, I stand by what I said, and last week was proof. Matt Ryan has not thrown three touchdowns in a game. When they asked him to beat a team whose pass defense was supposedly the worst and all the sluggos oh my god the sluggos they can't stop a slant they can't stop a go route well guess what they stop slants and they stop go routes against one of the most overrated players i've ever seen do you know what team led the nfl in drop passes anyone want to take a guess falcons falcons i knew the answer to that how many drop passes did they have in that game just in general though this whole year I thought it was. So, I thought it was the play. Uh, the nah, your, your 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 system argument is, is it's a bad one. I'm sorry. I, it's not a bad one. Because it is because he made a long p- postseason run and he's made the playoffs many times. You can't use that that one year as an argument there because he's done it before that system also. No, because the argument is not whether he is capable of bringing the team to the playoffs. I'm I, talking about the. I Kirk- submit. I'm not telling you that he's not an NFL starting quarterback. He is. What I'm saying is that he's not. A championship-winning quarterback that can bring his team and carry his team to a championship, whether it be a conference championship or a Super Bowl. But Kirk Cousins is. We have we have yet to see it. He's yet to have a chance. How did you feel about Tony Ro- Tony Romo? I like Tony Romo a lot. What's the difference? I feel like Tony Romo got a lot of bad breaks. Like Why? To- Tony Romo was in a lot of playoff games where he did his job, but the defense let him down, or he makes a great pass to Des Bryant, and all of a sudden the NFL decides that's not a pass. You know, like or it was not a catch. or he not a catch. or he or gonna catch. I mean, or he or he, uh, you know, fumbles that snap, but that's a that's a like a first year starter at the time, going up against a really good defense that might beat him in the playoffs if they make that extra point. You know, so like sounds like a ton of excuses though. But it, it's reality though. Matt Ryan's team last week lost because he couldn't put points on the board. Yeah, but you said Period. we haven't seen it with Kirk Cousins yet. It's unproven, but he hasn't even gotten his team to the playoffs yet. This is what I'm saying with Matt Ryan. He's okay. Made so many if you're gonna say if you're gonna say Matt Ryan, and he's a veteran. Okay, if you're gonna say Matt Ryan drops the ball, I mean, all his, how many dropped IR slots did the Redskins have this year? How many guys did they drop onto the IR? We're talking about twenty the plus. Like, what do you mean? That's his. That's his weapon. Yeah, injuries are a part of the game. His weapons. His were best. Throw priors sucked. Yeah, so they, they, they got rid of his best two weapons. They brought in a guy who can't play. 
A rookie who didn't who didn't even, even before that would they have one playoff appearance? Who has one route? Yeah, he has one playoff appearance and they lost. Either way, his teams were never as good as the Falcons teams, and Matt Ryan was a big reason why these teams were good. If you I I, I if you put Kirk Cousins on the Falcons right now, they're better. I don't know. They're better. It's hard to say marginally. But would you say they're better? I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, say I don't know. Better. I don't know because that's a hypothetical. That also. That becomes preference then after. It's yeah. that's exactly what it is. Yeah, but, the, but no, but I'm saying that your your system argument is just wrong because he I made disagree. the NFC Championship game without Kyle Shanahan. Yo, making the NFC Championship game is not something that. Come on, man! You're a Jet me. fan. You guys were raising banners for two AFC Championship it's games. Don't tell me that it's not impressive. Quarterbacks and fourteen. Come on, where's man. the quarterback? Where's the quarterback that led us to those now? Jerking off somewhere. That's where. That's but I'm saying impressive. you can't say that it's not impressive when you get to a game before the Super Bowl. It doesn't impress me when you're supposed to be a top five quarterback. All right. He gives you he gives your team a chance to get to that position. No one's arguing that. Anyway, well, when you call him overrated, then. We're just arguing that he's not a top five quarterback. No one's arguing that he's not an NFL starter that's capable of taking a team to the playoffs. Obviously, I'd be stupid if I said that. He has. No one's arguing that. I think the argument is more... Is he clutch or not, or something like that? Because to say he's overrated if he's in and out, in like in the playoffs every year, it's hard to say. He backdoored his way into the playoffs this year. Anyway, we could talk about this all day. We're not going to though. NBA never broke again. Never, never going, going broke, broke again. again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know where that's from. <laughs> that's Joe Budden. Oh, uh, is it Joe Budden's on that song? Yeah, in French. Oh wow. And French. Um, yeah, there's a there's a rapper named NBA Youngboy Fly. Yeah. No, what? Fly, I think you added the fly. Oh, did I add the fly? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> NBA Youngboy. <laughs> is it an acronym for something? No. No, it's just NBA Youngboy. Yo, I can't do rap anymore, man. Me neither. <laughs> nah, like if if <laughs> you're if you're new now, I can't like I, like if J. Cole puts out a new song, I'm down. I Kendrick, agree. but like these new guys, like Lil Pump, Lil Peep. Little peep pop, whatever. Yeah, And also, little peep is a, it was a diff, different genre, and for that genre, it was kind of it was kind of popular. Little beep, 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 but beep, I'm saying that that new up and coming. I agree. Yeah, it's it's fuckery. It's yeah, not it's not rap. It's, it's not new, rap. It's a new genre. Nah, yeah, the, that trip that trip that trip. Uh, tri- it's triple cup triple couplet rhyme scheme. Young right? boy NBA stands for Never Broke Again. Oh, his does. name is actually Young Boy Never Broke Again. Uh, uh, That's too long NBA. of a name, yo. Too long of a name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The only person that can have a name that long is Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's got four names. Um, anyway, let's talk about some things. Let's talk about some things in the in the NBA right now. The Cavs seven and a half games back and have lost eight of their last twelve. Uh, what's going on there? Are the Cavs done? Is it like turmoil there? You see LeBron fucking screaming on the sidelines and shit. Uh, I would relax a little bit. It, it is cause for concern. Listen, anytime a team goes on a losing streak like this for the second time in a season, I think if it was only the first time in the season, I'd be like, all right, relax. But we kind of already had this conversation about the Cavs. Like, all right, yo, relax. But there's one big difference. Isaiah Thomas is back now. And when you have a guy that's as ball-dominant as Isaiah Thomas, you, I think you need to just take a chill pill and just let it settle. Um, especially when you have a veteran-laden team like the Cavs. One thing that worries me about the Cavs is their age. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of fucking old guys on that team. But then again, like that could be the reason for this whole thing to happen. Because if you're not getting the number one seed, and you're guessing you're not bad enough to be the number five seed, right? So if you're between number one and number four, there's really no diff. Number two and number four, there's really no difference in terms of playoff seeding. So when you when you're the when you're the Cavs. 
I think it's time to really think about if we're going to really give the Golden State Warriors a run, we're going to have to kind of ease off these guys a little bit and lose some games during the regular season. With that being said, that's an excuse. Like, so if if, if you're the Cavs, you got to get your shit together. But I, if I'm a Cavs fan, I'm not panicking just yet. Yeah, I'm not concerned. Like you mentioned, I think the reason is the same for both losing streaks. First, start of the year, they lost Kyrie late late in the offseason. Mm. So they really had no point guard as A. Thomas was out. They didn't have any guard play going into the year. So it was like, you know, mix and match and go out there and play. And now you're incorporating a new guy in who's, like you said, ball dominant. So it, it takes time to get used to. Just like losing a player takes time to get used to. Adding someone of Isaiah Thomas's caliber definitely takes time to get used to. And I'm not like freaking out or panicked if I'm a Cavaliers fan. The only thing I disagree with you with is second seed is pretty, you know, is more valued because you got two rounds at home or two rounds of home court advantage instead of, you know, being a three or four. But um, I think they're all That's right. True. I mean, you know. I'm I, I'm not, nah, but for a team like Cleveland, like he said, the experience, that doesn't matter. Home court really only matters if you get to the conference finals and then that game seven might be in Boston, which is a hostile place to play. It's a tough place to play. And then besides that, I mean, like it matters. I don't know which middle seed is taking seven. the Cavs six, seven games. Probably none. Yeah, I that's mean, that's East why it's just weak. Is it's, it's yeah. outside of Boston? I don't know. I I disagree with that. I think Toronto. Once again, I know I was wrong last year, but I think Toronto's completely changed their style of play. They they're in the top five in three point attempts this year. Demar Derozan's having a career year in three pointers, and that was a knock on him last year in the playoffs. People were just letting him an all star just. Chuck up as many threes as he wanted. I think the big issue with the Cavs is their age, like Tim mentioned. Uh, they're very slow. And they bring in Isaiah Thomas, who is a defensive liability. And also, yo, losing Kyrie is huge. You lose, in my opinion, a top 15 player in, in the league. And it's going to be hard for you to replace that. And, you know, Jay Crowder, you bring him in. I don't even know what his role is on that team. I feel like he's not being utilized properly. You got guys like Richard, uh, no, Richard Jefferson left. Who's the other guy he did the podcast with? Um, Ch- uh, Channing Fry. You got guys like that, these aging veterans that, yeah, it was cool if you're going to just spot up and shoot threes, but for the most part, that's not getting it done now, too. And you're getting into shootouts, and you're getting blown out, too. They have the most 30-point uh, losses this year, which is a little crazy. And this is a LeBron James team. It's really weird to, it's, to see these scores. Like you said, they... they They'll like have a close game and then lose by thirty. Like the Timberwolves, they lost by thirty. Timberwolves are a good team though. Yeah, but they no, they have thirty. Yeah, thirty still thirty. But they also pull guys later in those games. And then they they lose to the Kings by fifteen. They have they have a lot of wins all year. I think they have a lot of bad losses on their schedule. If you look at the schedule of their eight of the twelve, like some of the teams are losing to, it's like the Kings. You know, Kings are dead last. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, they need to. I, I don't know what they could do too. You know, they have do, the do you highest. think that they're kind of like it, this isn't the year? Like, are we not going to see? I'm hoping, honestly, because I. And then this is going to sound, you know, I'm sure we're going to have this conversation coming up in the next few months, 787 times. But if you're LeBron James, and you're looking at the landscape of the NBA right now, and you're looking at, do I want to go play in the West? Fuck no, right? I want to stay as far east as I can. And you're looking at the rosters in the East. There's no more exciting roster than those fucking New York Knicks. <laughs> mm. And look, and rumor has it that John Wall, maybe though. two max contracts could fit in that. Yeah, but what are you going to do with Porzingis, though? 
Where, he what walks. are you going to do with Porzingis? Then he walks if you sign those two to the max. Why? Why is he time, He's on his rookie. Paid. He's going to want to get paid next year, dude. So they could pay. You can go. You can go over the cap to pay your guys that that stay. That you have on your roster. Yeah, the bird yeah, rights. The bird rights. Yeah, pay more, but that then it takes away one of those max deals. Why? How are you going to fit three maxes on one? On if you could fit three two maxes now, and you could you don't have to worry about it later on. You can just put the the third max on bird rights. You could have three maxes on a team if you work it like that. Mm. I got to look into that. But still, if you're saying that's what they're going to do, that's the same situation he's in in Cleveland right now. I don't think so. Isaiah Thomas, like Kevin, it would be a heavy big three, and then there's nothing behind them. I mean, which is what's there now, except shooters like Corver. I mean, Fry. you say nothing behind them, but also like on the roster, there's people on the roster that could be there. You know, like Enos Cantor probably will have to go. He would go. Yeah, he, he would have to go because he's making too he'd much money. He'd go this year. He's a free agent. Joking yeah. Noah will probably have to go. Oh, please. Right? That's another thing. You're hampered with that contract for, what, but two more years? Look, you got Doug McDermott, who's who's on, I think he's got two more years off in this deal, and he's not making too much money. Uh, and you got guys who could shoot on the outside. The, 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 the Knicks have some shooters. Aaron Afalo can shoot. He's not on the Knicks for uh, my bad. two years. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Uh, who am I thinking about? Courtney? Yeah, Courtney Lee. My bad. Cool. Courtney Lee can shoot. He's a mm. shooter. They kind of look alike. Doug McDermott can shoot. <laughs> Obviously, the roster would look different, but if I'm looking at the guys I want to play with, it's it's Chris Tass Porzingis. We're going to talk about this so much. I don't even want to talk about it right now. We're going to talk about it so much. I can already tell. In like June, there's going to be the hottest shit. When is it going to be like, oh, wh- when is the yeah. conversation going to happen of like LeBron's not going to be able to win anymore without Kyrie? I, I mean, we'll look, see if, it, if Boston takes him out this year. That'll start right away. I feel like it should Yo, ba- Boston's a threat. I think Toronto's a threat too. Yeah. It's uh you know, if if Gordon Hayward can make a miraculous comeback, that's a guy you gotta worry about. Yo, Boston's gonna be loaded going forward. They're set yeah. for the next three, four years because they have a lot of guys on the contract that they won't need to pay Brown or Tatum for like three years. The Kyrie they have on the contract, Hayward, Horford. Horford, Horford Shady should be an all star, but he probably won't won't make it. But yo, that's a that's a team to worry about. Do you think the Hayward injury is actually better for the Celtics in the long term because then the young kids get more burned this season? I yeah. mean, without a doubt. That right? was one thing we said when he got hurt, how the the only positive out of that entire situation is that Brown and Tatum, Brad Stevens is going to have to pull him aside and tell him, yo, you're going to need to become men now. And they have. Yeah, Tatum, Tatum is in contention for rookie of the year. He, he probably won't win it, but he's going to be in the discussion. And Jalen Brown has taken huge huge steps forward Jalen Brown is he's gonna be one of those guys probably in his entire career that's never mentioned among the best players on a team but will always be one of the more impactful players on a team he just has that whole he's the perfect like role player to a yeah, superstar yeah. So the only like, thing that's gonna suck superstar. the only thing that's gonna suck is he's gonna probably end up making like 25 million dollars a year and and I mean <laughs> not true. suck for him but like so when for the Celtics chance of when, that team together. Yeah, that and Kyrie. When, when shows are going to be talking too. about him. People yeah. talk about Marcus Smart because like, he doesn't fill it up. But. He's going to be a guy that's going to get paid, and then it's going to become, oh, man, this guy's making that much money kind of thing. Because if you're paying a guy $25, wing $30 man. million, dollars, a wingman. that a superstar. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like the Chandler Parsons effect. Yeah, he was really yeah. good until he made $125 million. Now he yeah. sucks. Sliding into <laughs> IG models. <laughs> Feel him. I mean, if I was Chandler I mean, yeah, Parsons, yeah, I would, I'd be sliding <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Oh, he does. <laughs> oh, 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 he does. Um, also, the Magic pretty much have a fire sale going on. Everyone on the team is on the trade block besides Aaron Gordon. Yo, the most, and he's a free agent after this year, uh, the most unbelievable franchise in, in the worst like possible way. 
Remember a couple of years ago, they made the Oladipo Ibaka trade, and I came on the show, and I was saying how, you know, every now and then, a professional team makes a decision that makes people that sit on their couch at home think that they could do a better job. Oladipo for Ibaka, you look what Oladipo is doing now, right? I just feel as if Peyton is in his third or fourth year. Fournier is coming along. He was hampered with injury. Uh, Biombo they just got. Uh, Hazonia was a top five pick. Hazonia was like heralded and yeah, he hasn't put it together. But yet. they're not giving these guys a chance to to like prosper. You know, they're they're expecting them to just come in and drop thirty points a game, or they ask them to do too much. Where they're not developing these players. And I like Frank Vogel as a coach, but you want these instant results. And the other thing is, you know. They haven't the development of these guys basically is what I'm trying to say, and they just give up on players way too quickly. I think it's tough for the Magic, like they're in a unique situation where they don't really have crafty veterans per se that can show these young guys how to play. Like just thinking off top, like Porzingis had Melo for what he is, whatever. He's still a veteran, a scorer. It shows that, that you could play. You saw that game last psychic. night. He was fucking doing ISO fadeaway jumpers and in. in Breaking the one of the back, breaking it off the backboard, looked exactly like Melo. I mean, Melo had a good game yesterday. <laughs> no, but I think you're saying. But I'm just as saying, like, you had a veteran to lead like him, showing him what the nah, NBA yeah, life yeah. is like, and, and then yeah. like, you know, even if you look at Jalen Brown, who now has Kyrie in his second year, Jason Tatum has Kyrie to learn from. Like, young guys need a proven veteran NBA player to look up to, and when they traded Oladipo. I don't know. They kind of lost that. Ibaka is more of a big man inside guy. Who, yes, he stepped out like as of the last couple of years you know transforming his game into the new big man but there's no really guard or wing player there besides Aaron Gordon like Aaron Gordon's a great player but he kind of went on his own route yeah. too like and you look at this team now you know what kind of player they need a guy like Oladipo yeah that was right? say that was, was, remember, great fit we, that we were talking about this before when we were sitting out on the couches how you know what the Knicks would need they need a guy like Trevor Ariza yeah they had a guy <laughs> like Trevor Ariza and Oladipo was a guard they bring in Ibaka and they already have Vucevic they already have Aaron Gordon. You have two big guys that are going to just take up the, the, the floor. There's no point. Why are you going to bring another big guy on a rental? It just makes no sense. And then you signed Biombo too. Like it's just a mess down there. Remember the report came out that they had they put up a picture on the, the Magic Instagram, and it was their draft board, and they had all the players that they had ranked at the Combine and, and uh, who they have as the number one player in the, in the draft and shit. It's like, yo, that should be something that's exclusive. You know, you shouldn't put it out there yeah. to you know, your like rivals the magic too like you bring up these names they're going like backwards where the nba is becoming a shooter's game they're going out they got vuvu yeah vuvu ibaka biombo like teams are getting rid of these bigs trying to get you know six seven six eight shooters not bring it like and the magic are just bringing them in like yeah we could change it's like no you got to adapt to the new game and these bigs you know sure you know big is good like back up big starting but they're running like these bigs out there like yeah, and and they're big. Like they're changing the game. And their big signing was Jonathan Simmons in the offseason yeah. from the Spurs. Ooh, yeah, and I mean he's been solid. He got hurt. He just came back from injury. Well, at the time of recording, I think his first game back is with the uh, Cavaliers. But you know, this is a guy you paid sixteen million dollars to, and he's basically Evan Fournier, who's a guy that you already had on your roster, and you're not paying him big money. So just a lot of the decisions that they're making, and now they're having a fire sale where everyone but Aaron Gordon is up for grabs. Who I think. If he's not going to, you know, guarantee you, I'm going to sign here for, I'm going to do an extension with you. I think that's the guy that you would want to trade because that's the only one that can help a team right now. Peyton's too up and down. Peyton one day has a triple double. The next one, he gets shut down by like J.J. Barea. You know, this guy's way too old, all over the place. So this team just organizationally is a, a joke. I think Jonathan Simmons is someone, if I'm a GM, I'm trying to target. 
I like his game a lot. He's one of those guys that boss you're talking about, tall, lengthy, and can can shoot. Um, he just reminds, not with the best shooters, but he can shoot. Yeah, he just reminds me of. Remember Gary Neal had a wild playoff run, yeah. and then he got signed big money. And like, what happened to Gary Neal? You know, I, I feel as if he was such a big part of that Spurs system, where I had a feeling that this guy was going to get big money in the offseason and people were going to regret it. And the fact that they just signed him and he's up for sale too is just. I also I feel know. like if you're the Magic, whereas if you don't really have that young young superstar to build around. I mean, you have Aaron Gordon, which is cool. Like, that's what they're doing. They're having everyone for sale but him. So bring him back on whatever he wants. Obviously, he's the face of the franchise. Keep Simmons, who you just signed this past offseason, and stockpile as many assets as you can through the draft. And build through the draft, get young, and then bring in veterans. Like I said, like you need that that veteran. You're not going to get the superstar veteran on the market, but get like the Jonathan Simmons type who's older. You know, Simmons didn't break into the NBA until later in his career, and he broke in in a big way with the Spurs. But get those guys who are veteran leaders and have played in the NBA for, you know, years. Like, who just have experience. Imp just pulled up the Magic roster. A guy that I forgot also, Jonathan Isaac, a 6'10 forward. You're just adding more big men to the roster. And, and I mean, he's I, supposed to be able to step out and shoot. Like, that was his... He's, He's still a rook. I mean, you know, he's only S- Simmons games signed for, for $6 million, not 16 So, I bugged out on that one. But, but still, you just bring another guy who... To, he doesn't bring anything new to the table because you have a guy like Fournier. Was was what I was trying to say there. I, I like I like Jonathan Simmons' game. I think he has. I think he's done enough this year to prove that he wasn't just a system player. Although the system made him better. I I, I like his game. If I'm a GM, I'm trying to target him. I'm trying to target Fournier. I don't really want any Alfred Payton in my life. Um, I don't really want any others any other players on that squad in my life besides Aaron Gordon. Um, Isaac maybe because he's young, he's a rookie. He, he he can step out. I think Isaac is gonna like he fits the big. He's a skinny big man, like a not AD type. Like he has an AD type build, and you know he could step out and shoot. So I think you know if given time, I mean big men always take the longest to come along. He's gonna need some time to polish his game. I think he'll be a, a pretty solid player for them. As as Nick has said many times on the show, this is the last tank year in the NBA. Mm. Um, I think that's an important factor, and you know if you're the Magic. When is the last time a show like this has talked about the Orlando Magic? Word. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. At least, at least you're in the news. Facts. <laughs> facts, facts. <laughs> at least you're in the news. You know, stockpile assets. They're not competing. They're not even competing for a playoff spot, honestly. Might as well go for broke on the last tank year. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about with the NBA is this whole Clippers-Rockets game. Chris Paul, Trevor Ariza, that Austin was Rivers. That it's just mad weird. Also, like one in the morning, so like us on the East Coast didn't really get that till the next day. Like, what the yeah. fuck happened here? It was it was the first time that Paul returned to Los Angeles. It was heated. Him and him and Blake Griffin were like throwing elbows at each other. Yo, Blake Griffin's a B. Why? He 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 punked D'Antoni. Yeah, D'Antoni was ready to throw on. What him. was he that doing about? Elbow with D'Antoni? I don't know. He he says that he said some shit to to him. So he said it, he's like I said it back. Oh, so you're gonna be a six ten dude, and you're just gonna fucking nail a a sixty year old guy with your elbow? Like, nah. dude, pick on someone your own size. Is there a video of that? Yeah, is there? I've seen I, it multiple he, times. I haven't he seen. He ran it. out of bounds at that at, at D'Antoni. He ran out of bounds I and saw clearly him bumped words him. and like he D'Antoni was like as pissed as I've ever seen D'Antoni. I've never seen D'Antoni like smile, frown, or yell, or anything. <laughs> like that was the first time I seen him show emotion. And and yo, Chris Paul was defending him. Here's the thing that. Apparently, Chris Paul, they they said, now, you got to remember, Chris Paul is the president of the Basketball Players Association, Players Association, right? Yeah. So, 
as Skip Bayless put, and usually like I'm not a big Skip Bayless. I mean, not Skip Bayless. Uh, Stephen A. Smith. I'm not a big Stephen A. Smith guy usually, but as he said, and he was right. Like in today's climate, if you're uh, an African American in the position that he's in, in a leadership position, you gotta think before you're fighting people, right? That's that's not a good look because there are people that will do anything to throw dirt on your name at this at this point, and. So so the story has been spun that Chris Paul is actually going to calm the situation down. Mm-hmm. He's going to hold his teammates back. Now, let me ask you a question, though. How did they find their way I mean, it was, to the home locker room? It's been said that he, that he led them. Through, yeah. Through, but, but now the story, the official story, is that Chris Paul was holding them back. He was going there to be the peacemaker. I'm calling bullshit on that. I think Chris Paul wanted some fucking... I think he was. I heard. I also heard someone say that Austin Rivers told Chris Paul that he had sex with his wife. Hmm. Od. Where did you hear too that much. from? You want to talk about someone being? Nah, a bitch. I, sh- I probably shouldn't say that on the on the air. Like, I just heard it from a friend that said Sounds he heard like it from the, the spot. Sounds like the Honey Nut Cheerio I mean, story with Melo yeah. and KG. Yeah. Nah. I didn't. I didn't hear the the sex part with the wife. But there, I think a lot of people don't like Austin Rivers for something we said a lot about the coach's kid. Mm. Right, it's been from the youth levels. You he never like it bad. Yeah, you never liked it, and he could ball. Now, uh, I wouldn't say. Remember Tim's hot take last year. Austin Yo, Rivers he's was a Steph was, Curry stopper. I mean, yeah, Yo, was, was, I never <laughs> said he was a Steph Curry stopper. Those were like verbatim. I said he had words. one good game against Steph Curry. No, that's, that's what oh. we said <laughs> that he didn't have. No, no, no. You said I he lost was, that argument, but yeah. I still, I still would have traded Melo for him. Anyway. Not for the Packers you got back. But yo, but yo, it's a conversation we've always had, right? No one likes the coach's kid because he feels entitled right. and you know, he gets he gets special treatment. And it's crazy when it be it gets to an NBA level. Why why do we say that also? Because Austin Rivers didn't get traded because his dad is the one that pulls the trigger on the deals. Right? So he kept them. There's always been though the the beef between Chris Paul and Blake Griffin because it's whose team is it? You know, Chris Paul comes over in a trade, but we draft Blake Griffin. The Clippers have no jersey in the rafters, right? So they're saying, are they going to retire Chris Paul's jersey one day? And, you know, shit like this happens. It's just a, it, I just think it's a bad look. And the other thing is a lot of these guys were on the different teams just like four months ago. You know what I mean? Gerald Green team, was at home two yeah, days and, ago. And, and this, these <laughs> teams just traded together. You know, Sam Decker was on the Rockets. Uh, Lou Williams was on the Rockets. Like, these guys were just on the opposing team, and now they're just all going to brawl after each other. It was crazy. Which shows you a little bit, I think. Did you guys read the story that, like, Clint Capella and, like, knocked down the front door? Yeah, so there, there's, a, like a decoy. there's a <laughs> secret a There's a secret hallway that only the players can access right, right, from right. A home and visiting locker room. Right. And then apparently uh, Capella went to the front the locker front, room, and the home Chris team, Paul let him through the back. And then Chris Paul went with the rest of them through the back. The gang, like, yeah, fucking using land to get, to get into Trojan horse, just to, to get into their locker. Yeah, room. yeah, like a sneak attack. Oh, fight him in the locker room. Yeah, tables and chairs, bro. Not for nothing. Blake Griffin's beating the shit out of Chris Paul. Yo, did you guys see also the... Chris Paul's scrappy. Charles Barkley. And <laughs> Stop, bro. He's fucking gigantic. Yo, that was one of the best moments in TV history. That Tim called, you know, you but, called Blake Griffin a B. That Tim, uh, Shaq, was like, they cut the Shaq. He's like dying laughing, like on set, like falling, almost falling out of his chair. Oh, He's my like, Yo, God. This dude's 6'10", because there was... After those reports came out that, you know, whatever they... Well, they said the that room, police was coming. That, that They called security, and ultimately LAPD was called. So Yo. Shaq's like, dude, this guy's 6'10", like 280, calling the police on little Chris Paul, who's 5'10". Like, Shaq was having a field day with it. And Barkley, too. They were like, 
Yeah, these guys are soft. Barkley, Barkley's called it many times. This is the hold me back generation. None of these dudes want to fight. You know, free smoke, free smoke. Everybody, everybody just gets in each other's face, and it's it's like, yo, Tim, hold me back. Yo, Don't let me get it. over there. You we've know what seen mean? it. Yo, a back bit in the more day, and more though, it's getting chipped. Like MCW the other day went at it with uh, Ryan Anderson, right? Yeah, and uh, Aaron Ofalo on the Magic. Oh, haymaker oh. at at Belich. Uh, I don't know. And what about that Lowry and, and Ben Simmons uh, thing too? Yeah, he was yo, like, yo, meet me in the hallway. <laughs> He's like, bet. Yeah, Lowry was hyped to go. He's like, yeah, Simmons just put his head down after he was cool with it. He's like, oh, nah, chill, chill. Y'all follow took a fucking haymaker. Yeah, too. That was funny though because the dude like could just put him in the headlock and he's like, "Yo, I don't even want to fight. I don't even want to fight because I want to come and get this fucking guy." Yo, yeah, I, I he thought, had him in the headlock. Nah, I thought DDT right there, right on the hard. <laughs> Yo, you know what I'm right on the floor. Yeah, like, I feel like the NBA needs that punch to land, just to bring back like the old school, you know, hard foul type of days. Yeah. Like, because people you don't see hard fouls anymore because they're always flagrants and shit. Flowers from Compton, bro. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a lot UCLA, of people tweeting about Compton, that. Yeah. Like, yo, he's. You know, the Kendrick Shoot shouted him out in a song. Yeah. Remember that song? Black they grew up in the, Yeah. Yeah. Yo, uh, real quick about Austin Rivers, too. Just, a, I don't know why I'm saying this now. He's also a dude guy. So, coach's son and a dude guy. Really easy to hate. Oof. Yeah. He's also tight. Austin Rivers could ball, though. He, he belongs in the NBA. Yeah, not for, sure. Not for nothing. He I mean, he's a, he's a good Yo, player. He had I would trade him for Melo. He, he had a back to back 30 point games, and he always does that. He'll have. You know, like two games a month where you're like, yo, this guy's the truth. And then he just goes ghost. He's tiny. That's why. He got the Steph Curry build. It ain't no Steph Curry. So there's no true, true, like, starting role for him. I'm just watching yeah. the Aflalo punch. Son, son threw one. Son gets pretty yeah. Yo, did you see a... <laughs> he got tight. He got James Cavanaugh, Conor McGregor's head coach, tweeted, uh, I don't know if it was the dude on the T-Wolves, the Beckchicks, whatever his name is. He's like, yo, come see me. So I'll tighten up that chokehold for you real quick. That's great. Can you imagine? <laughs> Puts him out. <laughs> Yo, apparently James, James Johnson is a oh, former a MMA fighter, and he's a black belt in yeah. like jujitsu. Didn't he just jiu-jitsu. get into an altercation? Yeah. With, uh, he, uh, with Ibaka. Yeah. Yo, Ooh, I, I'm liking this. Yo, the TNT guys were like, "Yo, you don't want to play with James, man. You want to back <laughs> away from James." He started throwing fucking Hope, shadow kicks. Yeah, and shit. exactly. <laughs> Um, uh, jiu-jitsu, cuz he'll choke you out. Yeah, we'll get to that, dog. Getting get his guard. Speaking of that, let's let's talk some spitball. Steamy. <laughs> oh, oh, a quick spit. <laughs> that was like a baseball field spit. Salo. Seed spit. To a real, to an elite <laughs> one. Ronaldinho officially retires from professional soccer. <laughs> Wait. At what? Yeah, he's playing in Brazil for a little yeah. while. Was he? Good morning. Yeah. Was he like sixty? Thirty-seven. I was getting to it. Thanks for cutting <laughs> oh, me off. Um, yeah, one of the first mega stars in sports for me growing up. I always like to say that the two thousand two World Cup was my birth as a sports fan, and he was the first mega star that I saw. So hats off to him. Stellar career. Fun fact: he said that he had sex before every single soccer game that he ever played. That's wild. That would tire. He played me a lot out. of soccer games, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. God, why is that a good strategy? I don't know. I always heard the weak knees thing, right? Like, you yeah. can't blow a low yeah, testosterone. Yeah. Blow a low. I'm sorry. I, I, I Yo, you know, you... the Ronaldinho, like, fa- you remember the famous video of him with those cleats and he kept kicking it off the crossbar? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that was, like, one of the first viral videos I've ever seen. Joga Bonito. Yeah. Joga Bonito. Uh, you, uh, it's quiet. Uh, so, the other day, the Charlotte Checkers, the HL team, and the uh, Bridgeport Sound Tigers held a game where no one was permitted into the stadium because of forecasted snowstorms. So they played the game as scheduled. 
but no one was there because they uh, the city shut down and they were you know they didn't want anyone traveling so it was quiet in there you know must be mad weird to play in that i saw yeah. a video that it was you hear like everyone screaming across the ice the especially, coaches hey hey especially because a hockey puck like if especially you, if it's televised it hits like the boards and it goes or so it's like it's like what that was a good one oh. <laughs> hot stove cooking uh, the MLB hot stove is actually back. Things actually happened. Um, the Mets have signed Adrian Gonzalez and Jay Bruce uh, to add some punch to that lineup. The Twins signed Addison Reed, former Mets setup man, former Red Sox setup man. And the two big trades, the Pirates are cleaning house. They trade Andrew McCutcheon to the Giants for two prospects, and they trade Garrett Cole to the Astros for four prospects. Um, McCutcheon, after having a bad year, really bounced back last year. And Garrett Cole, a uh, former Cy Young candidate, um, didn't have a great year the last two years, but hopefully he could revive his career with the Strohs. Uh, things could be worse. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I forgot that one. Uh, Cynthia Calvillo Calvillo. Calvillo uh, fails a drug test for marijuana, a UFC fighter facing That's anti, my girl. anti-doping Shot violations. Um, I've never smoked weed before. I'm not like a weed guy. But at this point, like, come on, man. Couldn't there be much worse? Gastelum got suspended, getting suspended for, for weed. For the piffery. But he only got three months. <laughs> for the piffery. I'm sorry, yo. If you want to treat your pain with some weed instead I of agree, some I agree. Especially fucking, like in a sport yeah, like yeah. combat sports. Yeah, like, instead of some heroin, which is what volume is and what these fucking Percocets are. Uh, yo. It's an opioid weed. epidemic. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, I, I, yeah, I just man. feel like... Like the weed thing has gotten a little crazy, especially with so many states, it's legal now. You know what I, I mean? So, I'm man. with you. Like I've never smoked either day in my life, but I'm like not against it per se. Like I don't care if you want to. Like if someone else wants to smoke weed, I'm not gonna be like, yo, leave. But I'm saying no, for like, the like the me. suspensions, you know, like and the suspensions it's, it's too. Equal it's, to, it's a common practice. I feel like in society, so I don't. You know, it's not a harmful drug. Every time you see like the little Pfizer logo in the cage, or you see a fucking erectile dysfunction commercial in the middle of a baseball game. Just remember that the reason why weed is not legal in these sports is because those commercials go away if it is. Mm. Just remember that. Percocet. <laughs> Percocet. Chase a check. Never chase a bitch. <laughs> uh, bad blood. Uh, the MLB Players Association is going to reject a proposal for a pitch clock, but Rob Manford is going to make him do it anyway. Ooh, strike. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's going to call for strike, but it's clear that uh, the commissioner and the owners are sensing that something needs to be done uh, for baseball. The players don't want to change because they're stubborn, and I get it. Um, but there, there's going to be some bad blood between – Rob Manfred's been a very player-friendly coach so far, but since the Marlins sale and this is putting him in a – Commissioner, coach. sorry. Yeah, commissioner. Puts him in a little hot water. So let's see. Is some bad bad blood brewing out there in MLB land. Bad and bougie. Uh, I'm adding an emergency spitball here, <gasps> but I just saw I got an update. Kenny Stills had a live stream going, and Baker Mayfield commented, hashtag Get me to Miami into this. So maybe. I mean, look, let's be honest. Big big to get to we Miami. Know, we know why. <laughs> why would Baker say anything otherwise? Yeah, who doesn't want to play in Miami? <laughs> <laughs> it's a spot to take a job. Yeah, Baker sounds like a smart man to me. Um, yeah, UFC 220. Uh, 220 highlighted this week by arguably the greatest heavyweight fight in combat sports. Stipe, Miocic, and Francis Ngannou. Also, uh, Cormier defending his title against Volkan Ozdemir. So, uh, yeah, two of the the highest weight classes in terms of weight defending titles on the line. 
So should be some interesting bouts. We're gonna be at that, that bitch. We are. Nagano's taking it. Nah, because Stipe. Nope. Stipe's going by down. The, by the way, old dirty got how much is that ticket worth? It's a big it's a big weekend. Twelve hundred dollar ticket McGirt. in DFS. <laughs> I want a qualifier uh, a couple months ago. Um so now there's a hundred people left and it's a survivor thing. So I'm already guaranteed five hundred bucks nice. and I only wasted twenty to get into it, which was pretty cool. And I'm running steep, bro. The champ I mean he's a he's he's the play, I guess. He's so look, the he's underdog. I feel like Nagano Nagano has to knock him out, right? He's probably he, that's like his I mean, way he's to win. People out before. No, I get that, but this is gonna be his. Is this his first five round fight? I believe it yeah. is. Yeah. So that's a different. Well, it's not but a these five fights round don't fight. Don't go five rounds. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a heavyweight. It's never gonna go five, especially yeah. with these two guys just throwing haymakers at each other. That's true, but but like Stipe's fought the guys that Nagano has fought, and he's beaten them too. Yeah, I mean it's that's just it's he's so dominant. Matchup, bro. Collision course. Collision course. Course. I think Cormier is going to beat the shit out of Vulcan. Though. I really want Vulcan. Yo, I hate DC with a passion. Why? Love, nah, I like him. No, so, listen, listen. I, I love, hated him. I love his commentary and like all that stuff Like he brings outside the ring. Like it's, it's, it's amazing, but I just hate the person he is leading up to a fight. Like He's such a herb. Why do you say that? I, just the way he carries himself. Like I hate the way he talks about like guys. Like I mean, you're building a fight, but I, I don't know. I just... I like. I him, don't man. like the person, particularly like in a fight, who talks the most. Like leading up to the fight, like Joanna, I was like, yo, I hope Rose finishes her ass. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, because she was just talking so much, and Rose, the other, like the challenger, was like, they're like, oh, what do you think about that? Like she's sitting on her left. She's like, well, she could talk. I'll just say a prayer for her. Like that's literally what she said. And then she came in and knocked her out. Like but the people who talk the most always get hit hardest. I feel like and that's do. true. Like you can anyone can attest to that. Cormier can back it up, no though, don't know. Oh yeah, I mean, if yeah, anyone yeah, yeah. can. He's, he's only lost to Joe. Like yeah, he's yo, th- this fight is crazy because Cormier is a champ. He's coming in on a losing streak, right? Right, and well, a loss. Well, a loss. Yeah, but he's coming off a loss. He has the belt, and now the the challenger is coming in hot. Yeah, he's three won straight. His three straight UFC. So it's fights. something you don't usually see where the champ is coming in. Uh, with a loss, coming yeah, off a loss, it's just you know? it's just like he's yeah. talked about that Cormier too. He's is like, like an elite level. He has every he's single an Olympian, thing you could yeah. want. He's also a big wrestling fan, so I'm down with these. He's two. a wrestler, he is. and yeah. he's saw so his Young fan. Bucks beef. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. He is a Saints fan too, so Tim likes him. It's my guy now. <laughs> yeah, he's so wild. I hated him because I was like a, a big John Jones guy, but after all this shit, like I'm just like yo. Like, I still I, fuck with Jones. I still fuck with Jones too. Yeah, but, but you're yo, not did gonna you be able that? to see him though. Not, oh yeah, John, he, I fucked with him when he did cocaine. Steroids, nah. No, but yo, he took, like you he could he do cocaine po- fine. Steroids, nah. John Jones took a polygraph test and passed it. He passed it, saying that he didn't willingly take. He said it was tainted. It was a tainted was, supplement. Right. He said he didn't willingly take it. So I mean, yeah, well, you know, Barry Bonds also, you know, did I, the cream. That's what Cormier said. He's like Ted Bundy passed it and he just walked out. He's like, I'm gonna leave you with this. Ted Bundy passed the polygraph. He started cracking up and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Did Ted Bundy really pass the polygraph? I guess Cormier said so. That's wild. Well, what happened? Our guy, if he's watching Nagano's uh, knockout of Overeem. Yeah, yo, we watched that live. I, I was concerned <laughs> for Overeem. Like, I thought he actually I watched that like, in Philly. broke his neck. Like, it was wild. <laughs> Dude, didn't Dan, Dana White said he hits harder than a Ford Escort going 120 miles per hour? I believe he? it, dude. He's, a, yeah, I, he's all. Dana White also said he is harder. It's like getting it's a, hit by him is like a a twelve uh, pound sledgehammer. That over I heard. The top. Coming over the top of your head. Over the top. 
That's a lot of force. A Ford Escort is a pickup. Mm-hmm. 120 miles per hour. That's how hard he hits. That's what he said. And think about this, man. How do people like? Why do you test that? <laughs> First of all, what I'm what? Saying, like I don't know how he- the heavyweight the heavyweight belt. Like if Stipe wins, he would be like this the would most be his third, the most, and that's yeah. only his third title defense. Yeah. So I think it's hard. That's I think how it's susceptible hard to take heavyweights are like to getting because they're heavyweights, so anyone gets knocked out. Yeah. And also, if it goes to, like two and a half rounds, that's Stipe. when everyone starts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone's out by that. <laughs> the second that the. Like later half of the second round, everyone's like breathing heavy. Uh, but yeah, this this card should be dope. Uh, we'll, we'll check it out. Um, anyway, let's get to football, huh? The championship games. <laughs> First one we're talking about now is the Vikings at the Eagles. Do the Eagle? One. Can the Eagles do it again? Nick Foles. Can the Vikings? Do it again? I like what Keenum said. Keenum in his press conference said. You know, this is exactly what all you guys predicted, right? All you experts. Keenum and Foles in the NFC Championship game. <laughs> this is something that you have said in the past. Hello? Where teams sometimes will have a moment mm. in the playoffs where it's kind of like this team is destined, destined. for something. Yeah. I thought that too when Aaron Boone hit the home run in 2003. But, uh, <laughs> I, I thought that this when Andy is, Chavez stole the home run in 2006. Yeah, so, so, so moments like these, these are the, like the Diggs moment. I think yes, it's one of the biggest moments in like uh, the Vikings franchise history, but it'll only mean so much if they don't win yep. the Super Bowl. That's how I feel about those big time moments. The head coach for the Olympic team in 1980, right? A lot of people still might not remember or might not know that when the U.S. team beat the, the Russians, on ice. Miracle on Ice, that was the semifinal game. Right. Brooks walks in, you know, famous scene, and he goes to them, "Listen, if you guys don't win this game." You're going to take this to your grave. And then he says, to your effing grave. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah. You need to you need to win the Super Bowl now. Or yeah. else it's just going to be a cool it's moment. A, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, it's a great moment, but yeah. it won't be as highly remembered yeah. as. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, I'll be so. I Like, I want the Vikings to play in the Super Bowl. They got, so a, lot, they got a lot riding on this game, too. Because they'll be the first host of a Super Bowl ever. No team has ever played in their home home building. Granted, the tickets are split evenly. evenly. They take a soccer approach, boss, like they do in Europe for like these Champions, uh, Champions League games. They do, yeah, they, they split it up. Like this fan base, so... This allotment. Yeah, uh, xteam.com, their ticket master has this many tickets, and then the other team yeah. has this many tickets, and then it's, all, uh, it's an open market for everybody else. Just, I bet the Vikings fans will splurge on any secondary market. It'll oh, still, yeah. yeah, it'll still be seventy thirty. I'm guessing yeah. Vikings fans. Yeah. I uh, the, with with the, I think that in terms of actually on the field in the game, I think that the Vikings pose a threat to the Eagles that they have not seen yet in this playoffs, and it's someone who could bring a defense that's as good as theirs. Um, the Vikings defense, especially their run defense, is arguably right on par with the Eagles' run defense, and I was. I was watching uh, the guys at, um, damn, it's a, it's another podcast, but they do this great thing where they break down tape. And they were breaking down tape about how on how the Eagles' pass rush works so well. And, I mean, I'm not the pass rush, the run-stopping defense, excuse me. And on the other side, uh, you have the same thing. The Vikings really stop the run well. So I think this game's going to come down to, and I, I, hate, I hate going down to just quarterback versus quarterback because it's so, like, whatever. But I think this game's going to come down to Case Keenum versus... Nick Foles, and I think if that's the case, I think my money's on Case Keenum in this one. I I really like the Vikings in this game. I th- I just think their offense is a lot more um, complete. Uh, complete, yeah, like uh, multifaceted. 
and also I think you've seen that offense all year, so you know what to expect. We're right. Foles, we only have a three game sample size. True. Uh, one thing I will say about the Vikings run defense, not as good as you might think. They're a better team at home. So at home, but they're this number year, one at home. At home, they allow just two point eight nine yards per carry. Why best is that? It's the like, best. But like, explain that noise. strength to me. Crowd noise because if you can get off the ball. A half a second earlier because of the crowd noise, it makes all the difference. And on the road, they're allowing 4.33 yards per carry. Also, they play on turf in Minnesota. There's going to be a grass field, too. He slows down. We saw Jonathan Stewart, you know, my epic uh, Twitter rant where it made me question my love for fantasy football (laughs) when Jonathan Stewart had 100 yards and three touchdowns against this Minnesota run defense. So it's it's completely different where you're taking out of your your elements. But that was also what a 50-yard run. Yeah, but he still carved them up, though. He still had a, a solid game on the ground. He did, but it was, you know, there was a 50-yard run, and they were, it was a fourth and one, and it was a it was a everyone on the line kind of thing. Yeah, they out sold the out to one. stop it. Yeah, and they, they also expected Cam so to take sneak it, it. Yeah, and I, I mean, look, if you're looking at the, the matchups in terms of the Philly offense, which is the, the Minnesota defense, Xavier Rhodes is about as good as a cornerback as you could hope for to play against Alshon Jeffrey because – they match up physically. Xavier Rhodes is a big guy, and Alshon Jeffrey usually babies people, and he's not going to be able to do that with Xavier Rhodes because he's a big dude. So that kind of scares me a bit. So what Mike Thomas did to him last week, wouldn't you say that's kind of the same style wide receiver, Mike Thomas, as far say, as the size? I would say Mike Thomas is, is more elusive. Oh, yeah, like a, yeah, a lot yeah. quicker. Mike Thomas is, is hard to guard. Like this guy has more Can't guard Mike, baby. receiving yards than any player ever in his first two years. Like that's that's not something that's normal. So I, I don't think you could. Alshon Jeffrey's a good player, but he's no he's no Mike Thomas. At this and point. also Breeze throwing him the ball. Yeah, it's completely different from yeah, from Foles. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, you know, Michael Th- Michael Thomas did his thing, but I, I like Xavier Rhodes in that matchup. I, I look, Ajay hasn't been super impressive, although he's been good. Um, they're gonna need him to be very very impressive in this game. They're gonna need to open up those run pass options for Foles. That's where he got most of his. Most of everything done last game is where he's been getting most of everything done his entire career. Um, and I, I just don't know if the Eagles could put up 20 on this defense. And I think that the Vikings can put up 20 on the Eagles. I think it's so interesting because both these teams are coming off pretty high highs in the sense that they both won in the last play of the game in different ways. One so defensively. The Eagles the other, got that yeah. last stop in the goal line. It was like game over. And obviously, you know, the Stefan Diggs touchdown, the the helmet flip, but um, I don't know. I think the the Vikings offense is just like too diverse. Like for as much flack as you give Case Keenum, he made that throw to Diggs, which was a phenomenal throw because it would have got him out of bounds and a chance for a mm-hmm. long field goal to, you know, like <clears throat> I said, a chance to win the game. And obviously he wound up turning it up on a bad play by the DB. But Keenum could sling, and even Thielen in the slot presents all sorts of worries and troubles for any opposing team's defense. So. I kind of like the Vikes here just because, like Tim said, they're more multidimensional on offense and there's they can attack you different ways if they do stop the run game, which the Eagles are known for doing with Fletcher Cox and Graham yeah. up front leading the charge. So, I don't and Jernigan, like, too. Yeah, Timmy Jern. But uh, I kind of like the Vikings. I also think that, you know, we, we mentioned Alshon Jeffrey. I think a guy that needs to have a monster game is going to be Torrey Smith. Mm. Uh, Torrey Smith is probably going to draw the coverage of Trey Waynes. Mm. Trey Waynes out of 86 eligible corners on PFF was 72nd in uh, yards per attempt given up. And look, Terrence Newman, I miss him in the NFC East. He was fun when he would have to guard Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz just would carve him up. So it was a joy twice a year. But he's played really well this year in the slot. 
And then you got Xavier Rhodes. So what happens? You're going to draw the shit end of the stick if you're Trey Waynes. And Torrey Smith is a burner. You also have Sandejo and Harrison Smith over the top. Yeah, I saw yeah, Sandejo make that play last week. That yeah, but Sandejo, I'm not sure if he's cleared yet from concussion. I know he's been limited, so but that's that, something to monitor then. But yeah, limited is also, you know, just riding the elliptical yeah, or Tom something. Tom Brady's on also side. limited yeah. this week, yeah. too. That, that secondary is serious. I, I look, mean, Torrey, all, all levels of that defense. Like you yeah, said this last Tim, week, Tim, Tim like, says that all the time. Everson Griffin up front and, and the linebacker, Barr, Anthony Barr. The, the whole man. team throwing through is it's hard to find holes it's in a complete that. defense. And Mike defense. Zimmer is calling the shots on defense. I also so think it's a complete offense, too. Like, they're. They have so many weapons back there. Look, Drew Brees needed to, last week, he got completely shut out in the first half. And you don't see that. He had, you don't see that. They, I can't remember the exact stat. Yeah, that is a difference in the game. But, but Drew Brees, he did score points on them in the second half. But if you see what Drew Brees did, he was just, he was audibling out of a lot of plays just on sheer, I'm a quarterback genius yeah. type shit. You know what I mean? And... Nick Foles is not a quarterback genius, so it's going to have to be Doug Peterson who put together a really good game plan last week, and shout out to Doug Peterson, but can he put together that game plan again? Pat Shermer, maybe uh, the Giants head coach uh, pretty soon after this week, um, or maybe not, you know, who knows at this point, but can those two guys put their heads together and figure out how to beat this Vikings defense who honestly doesn't do anything that's too complicated? It's just we have better players than you. We have four guys that can rush. That's what we're gonna do. So we'll see. We'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting game, man. It's gonna be I think it's gonna, it's gonna be, be one of these grinded game. out like twenty to ten. They're times, handing out fifty thousand dog masks. You guys see that thing? Stop. Mm. You saw the thing that mask that Lane, Lane Johnson yeah, yeah, was wearing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're handing them out to see. I fuck with it. I fuck with it. That's pretty cool, man. Embrace the role. I got to say, the internet is dope sometimes. When you get fan bases just to, you know, they go on Twitter and shit and start Facebook pages. Like, yo, everyone go buy a dog mask. Or that, just like the donation shit again popped up with. uh, Oh, with Morstead. Was it Bengals? No, but people were. Was it Bengals fans donating to Blake Bortles' foundation? No, 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 no. A bakery from. It was the Bills who were donating to the Bengals. No, that, but someone. No, Vikings to Morstead. To Morstead. That he was playing with broken ribs and he he played the entire one also blessed the Jags in the in the Steelers division for knocking the Steelers out for a fact about to look it up I need facts. to come correct with these facts because <laughs> uh speaking of the Jags we also have that game earlier in the day well, I, I, I want uh, hold on uh? I know I know you hate when when we do this but there was one thing I wanted actually you know what good forget it <laughs> it was Bengals fans donate to Blake Bortles charity to thank him for the Jags win over the Steelers why would they do that because they're division rivals, bro. No one wants to see the Steelers win. Yeah, but that's kind of like they're giving back, bro. The Bills gave to them. Now they're giving back. I feel uh, whatever. You don't give to charity. What? what you can't like knock giving to charity if that's. I'm what not saying. I mean, the right charity. Hey, How hey, dare you? The right charity. Hey, you know the right. Saying charity. a lot of good was done this football season toward the end of the year with Todd Gurley getting a ton of donations to his charity. It's like you know people paying it forward, which is always nice to see. Turn up. Um, <laughs> turn up. Don't tell us a little bit. You know, you <laughs> uh, the other game we have. Um, Jaguars at Patriots. Do the Jags win this game? I think they have a chance to. I think if you don't think they have a chance, then look. The last team that was built the way that these Jags are built were the 2011 Jets. The 2011 Jets were also the last team to beat the Patriots in a playoff game in Foxborough. Um, it's not 2011. Uh, it's not Pats, true. Pats went to the Super Bowl. Against 20, the uh, 2010. Three and three well, the, the last uh, title. The 2010 seven. season in 2011, the, though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the playoffs in 2011. Yeah. Okay. The 2010 season. Right. 
And how'd they do it? They did it with a couple of of uh, corners that could jam on the line, right? And why is that important? That's because the, the Patriots are all about their quick routes. Ins out, ins out, ins out. If you could jam on the line, then that means you could stop that from happening. They had a, a safety. In this case, the the Jaguars have a linebacker or two linebackers that could cover Gronk. And covering Gronk man-to-man is never an option. But this game, it's, a, it's, it's, a outside, it's an outside option. Also, Tom Brady does not do well under pressure. He had a pretty good year in the beginning of the year under pressure, right? Now, so that's a little different. But historically, Tom Brady doesn't do well under pressure. The Jaguars get pressure on quarterbacks one-third of the snaps they play. So every single drive, the Jaguars are hitting your quarterback. Mm. Every single drive. So if you're looking at all that together, that was the formula on how to beat the Patriots at Foxborough last time it happened. Now, am I saying it's going to happen this time? No. All I'm saying is that's how it happened last time. Seven years ago. Just want to point it out. I mean, but same head coach, same quarterback, same tight end. Like like you say, like the trends only match if you got the same head coach, same quarterback. You're right. But no, I, you're bringing all up I'm saying is it happened the, yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that, all I'm that is also I saw I saw the Giants do it twice. Then and even when you go back to the regular season, Denver did it to them in the AFC Championship game in 2015. You got to you got to hit Brady. I mean, you got to hit every quarterback. That's obvious. But this guy in particular, and you got to press the wide receivers on the outside, especially them who they run these short, quick three-step dropbacks. If your guy gets pressed off the line, Joey, you played wide receiver. You know how it is. You get pressed at the line and quarterback three-step drop, he can't. My guy in the slot, boss. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you get you get pressed over there. You can't get the, the ball out quick. And then you go to second and third reads and it becomes become complicated. I will say this. <laughs> Yo, I butchered that. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> All of this, like, talk about, you know, the, the DBs on the outside and stuff bumping goes back to Lamb's point mm. probably like all, all season and maybe at the end of last season where he thought Gronk was expendable. Yeah. So yeah. this is a game where Gronk can show his worth, I feel. Yeah, against the 20th ranked defense in DVOA against the tight end. So, yes, Miles Jack and Tom Smith are fast enough to keep, you know keep up with him, but are they physical enough to go up and get one with him? Thomas Hill, I think Gronk has a big game this game. Well, he's going to have to. Uh, yeah, for him, sure. Him, him, him and the running backs, on the outside. Yeah, Of course, he has the running to. backs. Yeah, Deion Lewis is going to be the X factor in this game, I think. If Deion yeah, Lewis James White missing, huh? After his big game last week. Well, Burkhead is back at practice too. That's big. There's one more thing that I forgot to mention that the Jets did. Then <laughs> Rex Ryan came through and he said, "I'm not here to kiss the rings." Mm. Right. So he said doing. that, and that's exactly what the yo. Know, everyone's being like the Jaguars being too cocky. The Jaguars being too yo. I love it. Nah, and you know what's you can't go in there in the yo, shadow. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like when when people say like what Ramsey said, like oh we're gonna go win, we're going to the Super Bowl. What do you expect him to say? Yeah, <laughs> like you can say assure the Patriots route, like oh we respect them, they're great players. They're the- yeah, but you're not on ESPN. Like you're in the stadium talking to three thousand people, like <laughs> who are yeah. fans. But you yeah exactly like you know you in your mind if you go into any sport or any competition, not thinking you're gonna win, then why are you there? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Sense. Like you can't have that losing mentality. And after beating the Jaguars, uh, sorry, after beating the Steelers, Malik Jackson, you shouldn't take anyone lightly. Calais Campbell, you shouldn't talk about a future opponent before you beat your next opponent. <laughs> it's disrespectful, and they will use it as motivation against you. Jalen Ramsey, they disrespected us all week. The media gave us no chance. What happens? Is it high school again? They have a pep rally in their stadium. 
right? I mean, this is uncharted and territory for and the Jaguars. And it's cool, and it's cool. And you know what Belichick and them are doing? What, what did Brady say? Oh, this is going to be the hardest test we've had all year. Yeah, but Blake Bortles is a great quarterback. You know, you have to game plan for this I guy. forgot who it was. I think it was Clayus Campbell. Someone called him out on it, too. They're like, oh, bullshit. Like, yeah, they're just doing that type of stuff. Like, whatever. They're like, we know what's being said in the locker room. And like, respect, though. Like, if you're going to talk us up in the media, whatever, and you're going to say shit in the locker room, that's how it goes. That's your way. Derrick Henry against the Chiefs had a monster game, right? He goes into. Into New England, 12 carries, 28 touches. Offense yards. is also one-dimensional. What's Jacksonville? One-dimensional. Okay. So what is Belichick going to do? But they have a defense. 178 people in the box. The Jets Blake, are also one-dimensional. But, yo, see, this is what happened, though. Last week, that was the plan against them from the Steelers. And what happened? Blake Borders came out. Play action, play, play action, action, play, play action, action, play action. Now, I'm gonna, I hate to say this, but if you're the Jaguars, you got to come out throwing. Mm. That's what you gotta do. You can't. You gotta. You gotta come out throwing. Even if it's just the first half strategy, and you throw a couple picks, you gotta be okay with that. You throw, gotta. You gotta come out throwing. Throw a couple. You want to give extra possessions to them. I. I think in terms of like, are you gonna let them control the game? They will if you throw a couple picks. So I don't know about that. Yo, Yo, you like, can't turn the ball I, over. I'm not saying try and throw a couple <laughs> no, picks. I'm I just know. saying like take the chance. Like be yes, aggressive. Blake Bortles. Yeah, Blake if Bortles. If it's may like a punt picks. type pick, like the right. downfield. <laughs> no, but Blake Bortles. He's Blake Bortles. He may throw picks, but I think you got to throw it, and, and if and that's a chance you have to take. Yeah, but they did win that game because they controlled the the ground. And they're gonna the first it, drive they that, got down there because three yeah, straight then plays. Then they got a turnover and ran it in too. That's what I'm saying though. In order to control the ground though, because you know Belichick, what he does, he takes away your strength. Yeah, but yeah. he doesn't give a fuck. I feel like he'll stack that box all fucking game. Yeah, how about you this? Keep running that fucking play. How about, I don't give a fuck. How about this? Fournette, six point one yards per carry before he left that game. After two point three. I mean, he was his ankle banged up. up. Yeah. Got into a car accident earlier this yeah, week. Fender bender. He signed the fender. Nice, great guy. <laughs> he did. Yeah. That's See, funny. No, but, but they, they they control that. Four road games in their last five games. They go from Pittsburgh home back to New England. Dude, and if you hang 45 on the Steelers and then beat the Patriots, like, this is out of control. I don't think that jet lag, I don't think that, that travels anything to East do Coast with the playoffs. Shit. Nah, it's just because, like, if you're not amped to play in the playoffs, then you shouldn't be in the NFL. It's not about being amped. It's about being tall on your body. Yeah. Everyone has a toll on their body at this point. There's sure. a there's a home field advantage. It's not like there's not Foxborough's Foxborough. I feel like though if you if you look at the if you look at the mystique that is the Patriots, if you get caught in that trap, if you're if you're their opponent and all of a sudden you you start caring about the mystique, you've already lost. You've lost the mental battle. I like Turn I on like Rex Ryan shit right now. I, I like the I like the Jaguars outlook coming into this game. I, I really re- do. I really think, and I I mean I, yo I really think that. The Jaguars are gonna get killed. I do. I think they. I think they got. They. I'm not gonna say they got lucky. They made plays early, mm. and it just. That's what happened. Do you know what I mean? They went into that game. They did. The first drive was awesome. Whatever they scripted. You know how they script like the first ten plays or whatever. Beautiful. It all worked. Got right down the field. Went for a fourth down score. Perfect. Because who's expecting that from the Jags? To this is a team that I said coming into this game like yo if they score more than ten points I'll be shocked. Yeah. Because like. Here's another thing too. The Pats defense, right? You can move on them 20 to 20. Number one team in the red zone. Jaguars last week, five for five in the red zone. Touchdowns. Right. right? All, all New England has to do in that case is hold them two, two of those five trips, the field goals. Not only that, the Steelers, all they changer. have to do is 
not get that fumble to the house yeah, and but, throw that bad pick. But that defense makes plays. Though. Right, right. Defense does make plays. Yeah, for sure. Okay, but we have talked about the 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 Raiders too, like with this turnover no. differential and shit, like. What? This no, is but, but this is game by game. Like they're not saying they're. But I'm the saying those are two gigantic plays in the beginning of the game that they made. Like they forced that. I think what I know, you're but trying I'm saying, to like but what I'm trying to say don't is don't bank on that happening again. Exactly. If yeah. it doesn't happen again, that is a completely different game. I mean, that defense has made plays all year. That's what they're banking on. Uh, they can make plays, but I'm saying like. To, for that to happen in so early in the game, it changes the entire dynamic. Of course, because you're playing behind 21-0. Of course, it changes the dynamic. I know, but I also think that, you know. If the Jaguars play in the Super Bowl, what the fuck? I don't know. I, but, uh, yo, I, I still don't think it's that crazy. Like, Tim, I don't think it's that Tim crazy. Tim talks about pressure. Like, yo, Bortles Foles was be, would and, be a banger. Gakwe and Calais Campbells. He, Tom Brady doesn't like facing pressure. They're top, you know, top five, both of them, and they're coming in the league in terms of getting pressure. And if Brady doesn't like getting hit, he's going to get rid of the ball, whether it's out of bounds, can he escape the pocket and throw it away, or is he going to try and throw it up to Gronk or someone and have him make a play? You know, it's kind of fitting that everyone's complaining about NFL ratings this year that we get a Bortles and Foles Super Bowl. I would love it. I feel, I feel like it's ideal. You know, what I mean? you know how much that would change the game. It would, yeah. It'd be fucking incredible. Everyone would build elsewhere, and the quarterback would lose so much value. I, dis- I disagree. I think. Watch. I think. I think that the argument is being made about like you don't need a franchise quarterback to be good. You, you, let's That's not forget been the case in the past. But though. let's not forget also how many franchise quarterbacks are not playing for their teams this year, for whatever reason. Yeah. What do you mean, Rodgers? Rodgers, Wentz, Luck. I mean, Wentz. And that's just off my head. Just now in the playoffs. Sure, but he's not here. You know what I mean? Like those guys are playing. That's three. Out that's of a little different. But those are three franchise guys out of how there's like seven franchise guys Luck out isn't there. Doing this for the Colts with that defense. Why not? Yeah, we well, don't defense know that. But he but he took them to this far. All right, fair enough. Ago. But, but I, I still think it's, they're going to change the game. I the, first of all, that division's way tougher too with the Jaguars. No, yeah, the for Texans sure. without Watson, the Titans. We had two playoff teams come from there. Sean so, Watson. Right. He's he da- he goes down. I don't think Maybe, shit changes at all. I mean, I mean, the, I the, think so. The phrase "defense wins championships" is not a new saying. Like Trent Dilfer won; he's fucking. But the NFL is a copycat league. Okay. And they saw the Seahawks do it when Russ was still, you know, young. Russ is a franchise quarterback now, but Russ was young at the time. time. Yeah, you're right. And the LOB, and that was like the big thing. And now look at the Jaguars are built on defense. They also had the best running back in the league. And that's what the Jaguars built around. The best they drafted a top runner with their f- top five pick. That's only been done with. Yeah, Zeke but there's a there's a big difference between Leonard Fournette's year and fucking Marshawn Lynch. Eh. But it's the same build. I'm not comparing them. I'm nah, saying he's saying, saying how the teams were built. The team he's is right built there. the same way. I don't think so. How is it not? Jalen Ramsey the, and Bouye on the outside. But what would be the and difference? The pass rush. What would be the difference? Why wouldn't they do? It? Why wouldn't this have happened with, when the Seahawks won? It did happen after they won. What are you talking about? That's what happened. He's talking about the argument about a franchise quarterback not being important because at the time when Russ won it, right, you had a solid ground game and you had a solid defense. Right. Yeah, and that's what Jacksonville and has after it was now. successful and the yeah. Seahawks won the Super Bowl with it, teams like, okay, we could win like that. And that's what the Jags did. Yeah, but that's one team. You're making it seem like everyone's going to start like, the drafting The Vikings are built like that. The Vikings had Bradford. When you say there's franchise quarterback got injured, Bridgewater. No, they but drafted they brought Dalvin. in Bradford to be the guy. They drafted Dalvin Cook. Yeah. And they have an elite defense. Right. 
Exactly. But what you're saying, like, but you're. I'm not talking about the defense. Everyone knows that's what I'm saying. Defense wins championships. It's a copycat league. Of course, you beat. You build your defense. Of course. It's not, of course. What do you mean? What teams are like don't build their defense or try at least? But yeah, but like there's teams that build around. They don't have the elite talent. They got two elite outside guys. Not the Vikings, but they have Xavier Rhodes, who's top five, maybe top ten at worst. Yeah, but I'm not. But but I'm saying what, what you're. The, I'm not arguing the defense part. What I'm saying is, if it was them two in the Super Bowl, I don't think everyone's gonna be like, "Well, fuck it, we don't need a quarterback. Let's draft some, somewhere else, Watch, and just we'll happen. take someone else." It's gonna happen. Yeah, here we go. The NFL's a copycat league. That's like proven before. Yeah, everyone ran the Wildcat for eight minutes too. That worked out. But they did run it. Well, those I hope, hey, I hope, I hope I, the Giants aren't one of these listen, teams. Listen, by all means, if no one wants a quarterback, I'll take I need one. Exactly. <laughs> Yo, I mean, there's Mel still going to be franchise quarterbacks in the game. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm Mel just saying teams are going to be more t- intense on building their defense and the outside game more. I, my whole argument is that I don't think that's a new thing. I think that teams, that's how they feel anyway. Like, of course, we need a good defense. Broncos won without a shot with a shot, Peyton Manning, and Chris Harrison. Leave on the outside with Von Miller causing trouble. One thing that's definitely for sure is that the last few Super Bowl winners have all been highlighted by a very good defense, including last year where the Patriots were the number one defense in the league. But that doesn't mean you don't need a quarterback anymore. I'm not. You also were talking about a, a Super Bowl that had two of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And the one before that. I'm just saying. Uh, what do you guys think about uh, Kuiper got you guys taking Josh Rosen and uh, the PFF has you guys taking Sam Darno at number two? This is completely unrelated to what you're talking about, but I don't know why, but Mel Kuiper, just looking at that guy makes me angry. <laughs> he just looks, it just makes me angry. I don't he know has why. a lot of comps to the Raven logo, the old Raven logo with just the face and like the nose pointing out. <laughs> Yo, it's a just like, comps to that. it's like so, that's all over Twitter he's a weird looking thing. guy. I hate it. I'm cool with Mel Kuyper. I don't especially like Josh Allen going one. I don't know where he got that from. Especially because uh, yeah. Todd McShay is such a good looking guy, you know. Tell putting it out there. Tell us how you really feel. Putting it out there. Todd hey, McShay. Hey, McShay. Hey, Todd. McShay. Hey, Todd. Todd, 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 Todd. <laughs> McShay stole his vibe. OD, like Kuiper was the guy for a while. Yo, Kuiper, you could tell there was mad tension there's there for always a few beef. years. There's always beef. Uh, like, I, the the beef has dissipated. I don't know. I feel like Kuiper respects him now, but yo, early on, there was beef. Everything they said, they would argue. Yeah, because the new guy came in. Yeah. And That's the what new I'm guy saying. was better. Yeah. That's always a thing, man. Um. All right. Let's get to our picks here. So we have two games this week. Yo, let me ask you a question. How did it go last week? You already flex on the last episode. You oh, can't yeah, do it that's twice. Right. Bro, you ain't win shit this week. Okay, like, so I forgot all that. I need to uh, explain <laughs> something, right? Can you just give us a point update? Do you have that there? So the point update, me and Nick are tied for last uh, with 10 points. And How many? There he goes. 10. Great number. Uh, boss is in third. Second, second boy. Second, second, second. You know what I'm saying? Uh, with 11 points, and Tim's in first with 17 points. That's a lot of points. And also, these games the push. Are I'll explain the push. Oh, so last real week, quick, before the, before we get to the push, the, these games this week, the, since there's only two, one game's worth ten points, the other one is worth five points. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now last week we had a push. We obviously. had a push. The game landed on five, the Minnesota Saints game. So what we did was the amount that you wagered, it rolls over to this week. So for example, last week my foreplay, a my <laughs> foreplay was the Saints game. Same here. It was my. So four. now I have. 
four additional points that I could wager this week. So it becomes a 19-point week for Nick. Yeah, potentially, if if you go two for two. So I can either go all four points on one game, or I could split it up. Whatever everyone decides. Okay. Since I'm in last, I would like to go first. And I would also like to present something, if possible. Everybody wants to be a winner. Everyone wants to win. I understand that. All right. I would like to make a proposal to you gentlemen. Oh, God. Here we go. I want to risk all my points on one game. And if I lose. Well, for the week? For this week. How many points you have? I'd have 19. Okay. All right. I want to risk all 19 on one game. And if I lose, I'll make a pick in the Super Bowl, but I can't get any points. For, like, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't be in contention to win the playoff championship. Like, those points in the Super Bowl mean nothing. It's zero. Like, I'm just going to give a pick. Hold on, hold on. Where did you get 19 points from? Because that's how many points he has available. 15 this Good week morning. four from last week. That's 19. Four from last week. Uh, and I'm saying instead of... You want to move all your All of them, yeah. Win. And nah. if I don't hit on my game nah. this week, then I can't bet the Super Bowl. I didn't understand it until right now. Nah, no way. I'm Why not about that unless we nah. all have the option to do that. Why not? Let's do that. Let's live a little. we doing nothing. Yeah, We got to pick both games. We wager all the points We got to pick both But I'm saying I can't come in first, though, is what I'm saying. I won't be able to win the playoff. Yeah, but I would like to do that because I feel a particular way about a game, but that would ruin the gig. Yeah, yeah, it would. And also, we're in last place. So it's like it's kind of yeah, but then I eliminate advantage. myself from winning the championship. But it's a competitive advantage for last place. Because what if Tim doesn't want to pick one of these games this week? But like you know, yes, do. So uh, you guys are lame, yo. <laughs> yo, just because it didn't go your That's way, just benefiting you and you only. Yeah, but it's benefiting you if my game doesn't cover. How about just put your remaining four points on that game that you love, and you'll get fourteen points. Can I ask which game it is? It's New England, without a doubt. Do you think we're all not taking New England? I'm I think not, he's I'm taking. Not, yeah, he's I'm taking Jacksonville because he's right. a moron. Sorry, that was wow. a little too hard. <laughs> I'm a moron in the league. Nick, who was calling thirty point wins last week. <laughs> oh, it's, it's going to be this week, doubling down. New England, most confident. Steelers 40, by forty. Should be nineteen points. Fourteen points. All right, 14-point game on New England. What are these spreads? Plus uh, seven and a half now. Yeah, Patriots, Patriots are minus seven and a half. Eagles game is three. three. I took Eagles that, are getting three. I took that game when it was nine. Which I, game? I feel like I want to take it when it's nine again. The opening line was nine or nine Yeah, and but half. it's not nine, bro. We've been doing this for years now. Come on, cuz. Brady banged up his hand, so who knows if he's going to be able to throw. He's playing. <laughs> you think they regret trading Garoppolo with the Brady hand now? <laughs> uh, God forbid something happens. Brian Hoyer? The only thing Brady's hand ploy, is bro. in right now is in oh, yeah. Giselle. Vish. Yo, his <laughs> hand will be fine. Yeah, his hand will be fine. He's a machine. He eats leaves and shit <laughs> all the time. Fix that shit up. Like he's, he's also getting out of media He's got a shaman in his house right now massaging his hand. He'll Yo, be good. So, so I can't risk all my points on one game, right? Nah. But trash you bags. Could, but you could risk 14 points right, in that well, game and four, then just keep four, the five out. 14 points are going to be on New England. And then... The five. On the Jack, uh, on the whoever Vikings. Yeah, hey, you don't even know who I'm picking. On I don't. One. I was just saying. I'm gonna go with the Eagles. <sighs> the Vikings this year in seven road games, seven true road games, have won by an average of 1.8 points per game. Where was what? the eighth game? London. Oh yeah. So it's not considered a true road game. I'm gonna go with the Eagles. That's a road game. Mm, okay. Uh, I'm taking the Patriots. I'm putting my two extra points on that game too. So that's a 12-point game. And then I'm taking the Vikings, minus three, as my five. What do you got, boss? I'm taking, what do I got, 10, 14. I got 14 points. I'm putting 14. Let me write this shit down so we don't 14 points, book it on the Vikes, Mm. minus three. 14 on the Vikes? On the road. 
14 on the Vikes and five on the Jacks, plus seven and a half. I li- I'm, I'm liking boss. I'm putting all 16 of my points that I have available uh, to spend on the Vikings. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, get on the bandwagon. Uh. It's getting it's getting uncomfortably full on my bandwagon. A, a I don't like picking the same picks. I as can't you even B, breathe. I have, can't make up any ground now, so it's kind of trash. Especially because I'm about to do this Jaguars for my number five pick. All right, so I'm definitely going to be in first after this. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, side wager on that Jags game? It's been a while. Come on, man, for the culture. Nah, if Demi was just crying, how he didn't get his nine points? You think he's gonna make a wager? Give Wait, me Nick, how much? How many? I'll give you the nine points, <laughs> but it's it's your twenty to my ten. Nah, that's too much. I'm giving you an. You'd have to pay the vig. That's yeah, what but the vig would wouldn't, wouldn't be double. In this case, it would. Yeah, exactly. He's telling you what did you what did you put on the past sixteen? Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, and then five on the Eagles. Kazi. All right, we're locked in, dog. Yo, if Blake Bortles can beat me and cover the spread, by all means, good for him. He's going to probably make $125 million this offseason, too, because if he gets <laughs> these game close. Yo, he's, oh. it's, if he wins the Super Bowl this year, it'll be like Joe Flacco, where he just gets mad money and then sucks forever. Yeah, but he's worse than Joe Yo, Flacco. Yo, do you know who's the biggest Blake Bortles fan? I'll give you guys one hint. Those of you who know, you know who I'm talking about here. Um. The one, the the the. Did, did we get the hit the yet? hottest, takiest person in the world besides me? Johnny Petrop. Johnny Petrop. Wow. Loves Blake Bortles. Did he, he says, call them winning a Super Bowl? One day <laughs> Blake Bortles? Yo, I called it. The yeah, Jags are winning. The infamous bars. <laughs> the Jags are listening to be like, yo, they don't know. They don't know, bro. They don't know. We don't know. We do not know, Johnny. You know what it is when he calls. When he says he calls things, he actually calls them. But that's because he calls the most outrageous shit. And just hopes one of them sticks. He's nah, like Eric, where he calls a home run on every A-Rod, at every bat. At every at bat, A Rod had <laughs> no, yo home it. run. Yeah. That when he hits it, called it. I'm like, exactly. yeah, he called it. Here, nah, fucking Johnny one for eighty. Yo, what's good? Johnny, got a, Johnny got a good uh, scouting for basketball mind though. He's all he got bars when it comes to basketball. Yo, wager though on this Pats game. I don't know if I'm that. I don't know if I'm that confident about it. Oh, you just I, put all your. Oh no, you put all your points I, no, on the Vikings, I, right? Yeah. I, what I'm. How about this? I to change my point distribution over here. How about this? How about this? I'll bet you heads up on the Pats game if you counter bet me same bet on the Vikings game. No, because I think Minnesota's going to win. They're just not going to cover. That's fine. Oh, you're taking the spread. I, I also think that New England's going to pull out a close game. Yeah, but I don't understand what you're saying. I picked the Eagles on the spread, but I think the Vikings are going to win. So we'd have the same interest in that game. No, no, because you would pick the Eagles. It's the spread. Are we so saying you, heads up right now? Yeah, I don't want... When you said heads up on the Pats, you want with the spread? With the spread. Yeah. Well, what the hell kind of term is heads up? Yeah, heads up. Uh, means, is that not the right term? No, he- that he- heads up would mean oh, like for the win, straight win. Oh uh, no, no, I meant heads up you versus me in a bet. I mean, it, yeah, that's what I proposed in the beginning, <laughs> legend. <laughs> right. So if you wanted, I'll, I'll do twenty dollars on that game. Tim is the king of making things complicated. I, I just want ten dollars, ten dollars on the Pats game, and also ten dollars on the Vikings game. We all we all have different picks. Nah, I want just the Pats. Nah, right, ten bucks. All right, good. Oh ah, man, ah, <laughs> I got a I, seven yo, I got and a half, right? I got a two and a, seven and a half. I yeah. got a two game winning streak going. The maybe three? Nah, it's not three. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well that is our show. We're gonna end with that wager. Good old wager, <laughs> Tim. Where can they find you? Uh, at Simple Tribe on all social media outlets. While while these guys are at uh, the UFC. Mm. I won't be. Instead, I'm staying here because I'm doing a concert. 
I don't oh. know if you guys knew this, but I do it. I do like uh, some stuff on the side. Mostly, I'm I'm the hype man for Johnny Patrop, the guy we're talking about. He's gonna be at Gold Sounds Bar in Brooklyn this Saturday. If you are around, come through, show some love. Um, Gold Bar in Brooklyn. Gold Bar Sounds, I think it's called. Gold Bar, something like that. And Brodo's coming out at Brodo Fantasy. Slick, Nick. Uh, Lamb VM10 on all social media outlets. Uh, we'll be in Boston for UFC. And uh, at Degeneration Bet, Twitter handle for DB. Had uh, Eric on to preview MMA this weekend, UFC. And uh, also, on uh, just like a side note, a very sad story. I wanted to make it my spitball, but I didn't want to ruin the flow of the show. Uh, the quarterback for Washington State committed suicide. Tyler Hillensky, 21 years old. Yeah. Um, I just think, I don't know exactly what the story is, but I just think all of us as a whole, from country to the world, we could just be nicer to people. I think we should be nicer to people. So, uh, yeah, suicide is a crazy, crazy thing. I just finished watching uh, 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. And then this happens too. It's just it's just wild. But, yeah, I just think, I just want to, you know, we have a little platform now. I want to say that we could be nicer to people. Mm. It's lit. Still to follow that up, but <laughs> Sevito, says the guy just called me funniest. a moron. <laughs> I mean, your take was <laughs> had some moronic. rough takes this week, bro. Uh, <laughs> hey, at rough takes to hey. What did you say? I don't know, Tim. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sorry about not being nice. But <laughs> sometimes that was quick. Sometimes you gotta fucking tell them how it is. <laughs> at Endevito twenty seven on Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> Yo, in plug away, kid. IMPY2 underscores. You already know Twitter and Instagram. Guys, hit that Twitter feed at Veterans Minimum if you want, you know, these oh, guys to talk about something. Put it in our ear. Nah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you I'm, line, bro? I'm done. He, 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 he says, <laughs> hit me up and I'm going to put it in their ear. <laughs> yo, yo, I'm done with putting it in their ears. For real though, I wish you guys could see how Impy's dressed right now. He's got like these these little nice like like his, like his tinsel. Yeah, floral, yeah. like tinsel button down. And then he's got this crazy colorful scarf His on. hair looks like it's blowing in the wind, but there's no wind <laughs> in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let's get it. And you guys can follow me on uh, Twitter at Joe Santagato. And like MP said, go follow the show at Veterans Minimum and our Facebook page, Facebook.com, face, <laughs> Facebook.com slash Veterans Minimum. And that is all. We'll see you next time. Hey.